everybody, and welcome to the Every Week in a Movie podcast. My name is Ben Harris. Um, today, I am not joined by Taylor Becker, my usual co-host. I am joined by Kath Foltz. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, this is her first time doing a podcast, and also my first time doing a podcast. Never done one of these before. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> uh, this week, we're talking about Ready Player One, the hit film, um, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring... Who? Uh, I don't know who that guy is. Starring, uh, starring somebody. Let me just behind the scenes type in Ready Player One on IMDb. We'll get our tech guy. Per, yeah, our movie expert uh, to type. Oh wow, that's intense. <laughs> um, to look at the uh, stats of this film because I don't know anybody in this movie. Um, the guy, the girl from Thoroughbreds, is in it. Is she? I haven't yes. seen that one yet. So. Oh okay. Well, it's her. I know. <laughs> T.J. Miller is in it in a much better animated movie than uh, the Emoji movie. Shared universe, possibly. <laughs> uh, Simon Pegg. Um, I thought I thought a lot of the characters were very like interesting and unique. Okay. Um, while they weren't necessarily developed very well, in my opinion, they I remembered who the characters were and like their names and. Yeah, um, I honestly that was one of my bigger issues with the movie was I didn't really love the characters except for the creator of the Oasis. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh my gosh, he was not in the movie enough. He was like my favorite part of the whole movie. Oh yeah, he was awesome. Something Holiday, he was the best. I feel like he was the only one that his major character trait was like real. <laughs> Everyone else was pretty much bland, like a uh, protagonist, in my opinion. But yeah, you know. I really like. I liked him. Um, I liked T.J. Miller's character a lot, like the really like buff hitman style guy. Sure, but he's also very like goofy and lovable for yeah. some reason. Well, and it just like he was fun to watch, but his voice and his like character design not at all threw me off. Every single time. Which I thought was very funny. Like, at first, mm. if he was, like, a very, like, minor character, I would have been like, oh, that's that's fun. That's a fun bit with a really <laughs> tough guy with TJ Miller's yeah. wimpy voice. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just, like, supposed to be genuinely menacing at times. Yeah. And you're like, oh, like, no, that's okay. just goofy old TJ Miller <laughs> playing the... It's Gene. Playing the, the meh emoji, emoji really. <laughs> um, anyway. Okay, so what did you like about the movie? What did I like about it? Um, I just kind of grew up on really kind of corny Spielberg sci-fi sure. adventure, like E.T., The Goonies, right. you know. Well, and I saw this review, and it, I think he said something along the lines of, like, like uh, Ready Player One is the hook for this generation, like their hook. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I can see that. After I finished the movie, I'm like, I can totally see that. And... I like you rewatch Hook and you're like, ooh, that's not as good as it was for mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Yeah, and I think people will see that now, but that's kind of like Spielberg's thing. Yeah, making very uh, child friendly, child friendly movie. There, there are a few moments in this movie. I was like, that's not for kids. I was gonna say because okay, I don't know if this is just something for me where I I was brought up on Spielberg, so all Spielberg's movies, especially Schindler's List, feel very childlike. <laughs> But, um, no, um, but really, like, I don't know if that's just, like, it feels like that because I was brought up on it, or if he's genuinely, like, he has children's movies. Yeah. So, I watched this, and I'm like, is this actually for kids? Because, you know, that's it's not, there's some mature content, like, mm-hmm. there's real death in it, 
And then also they have references to like these movies that like like long references. Like there's a whole thing on The Shining of things that kids would never. Yeah, there are a lot of. I I feel like this movie was like yeah, bring your kids, I guess if you want. <laughs> yes. Um, but also definitely not. Doesn't really appeal to kids. If I watched this as a kid, I'd be like, cool. Yeah, but big. like I wouldn't have some of the appreciation for it that I do. I'm not saying that like, man, I love this movie. It changed my life. Right. I'm uh, devoted to the Oasis <laughs> or whatever. But there were really some moments in this film. Um, particularly my favorite segment in the entire film is the scene where they go into The Shining. Is that your favorite? Oh, which okay. Like, And The Shining, in case anybody doesn't know, is my favorite film and probably the first film i ever watched to make me basically just go like what the hell did i just watch it really was kind of a kind of a like really started my love for film because it was such an interpretive weird dynamic it was you know my first film that wasn't like boring action adventure right something you know Kubrick yeah. directed and so seeing those characters which are pretty okay step into like the the overlook hotel was like kind of crazy and made me like was probably one of the few moments in the movie where i was like wow <laughs> um, wow okay. well yeah i i feel like i would have enjoyed it more if there is more of that if it wasn't mm -hmm. just one scene where it's like look at all these things that you know wow remember room 237 and then that's it mm -hmm. you know and so i think if, but i thought it was fun the whole theater was like oh the whole time. <laughs> Yeah. So something I do want to talk about is the humor in this movie. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I I don't know. I think it was a lot of humor that I thought would be very funny if I was 14 years sure. old. It was a lot of kind of slapstick. Like I really didn't find it that funny. I guess overall the entire movie for me wasn't very like emotional in general i just kind of mm -hmm. watched it and i was like ah yeah it's cool it's fun <laughs> i'm smiling um, i'm having a good time sure um uh there was a few very obnoxious giggling like twitter pated like 16 year olds right behind me that mm. were like flirting the whole time and they were like non-stop laughing and even like at the jokes they just fell flat for them <laughs> yeah silence there were there was that one joke there was that one part in the movie where she like dresses up or she like disguises herself like the, when he first walks into the library right. or whatever oh, yeah and she hands him the glasses and like the suit and he's like i'm not gonna wear that and the very next scene he's wearing it and you're like so is that like a requirement for every movie to have that like got him so like is he like did she convince him to wear it or <laughs> is it just like part of the joke or it's hilarious whatever it is yeah it really made me laugh a lot <laughs> Okay, so something I, uh, in addition to the creator character holiday that I wanted a lot more, mm -hmm. something else I wanted a lot more was, this is like a little thing, but I loved it, was um, when they were playing, like you would see these characters just like kicking ass and then they die and they're like, oh, and they take off their mask thing and they're like in their home, like and mm -hmm. did like one of the ladies like dinner was burning or something like that yeah and i'm like oh cool that's awesome like i want more of that so i can see like even for like a split second like these mm -hmm. people that are like these giant monsters and then they're just like chilling at home and it was just one sequence but that was like my favorite it was my favorite it mm. was so cool yeah i really like the introductory sequence at the beginning where he's like 
he's like going down the stairs and down to like his yeah, little secret place and you're seeing cool. all the windows of all the different people and doing their thing I, that the, was neat. the old lady that was like on the stripper pole just <laughs> going at it that's and what i would do i i yeah i really found that like that uh contrast between reality and the virtual reality was really cool and yeah um it would have been cool if they touched on that more i really liked towards the end when they're in the van and like taking all these corners and stuff and it cuts and to the like, character just oh that it was so annoying it though. was very it was very silly but i thought like it was kind of a just as an invested person in the movie you're like god damn it but it's a fu- it's fun it's uh-huh. fun but um yeah i mean the movie was good but the things that stuck out to me were the first car chase that was mm-hmm. like so much fun to watch and the final battle. Those were like the two things that were like, I think like the only things I'll really remember a week from now. Yeah. Which is like, I don't know. Good, I guess. At least there's something I remember. It was a very unique movie and just that it was basically made to just just throw up pop culture references of the 80s yeah. and present all over you all the time. By the way, I the whole movie, I was like, why the 80s specifically? Well, I think it was because the creator, like, grew up in the 80s, I think. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe Maybe he was a kid in the 80s. Okay. But then again, that doesn't make sense. it's not that far in the future, huh? It's like 2040 or something. I guess I didn't really think about that. Okay, sure. Yeah, let's have time. If we go and we just believe that, (laughs) we can call it good. But. I'm sorry that I'm creating such audio spikes in my horrible life. That's okay. I can normalize it. It's fine. So, I want to talk about the girl in it. Is there anything you want to say about the girl? The gorilla? No. The the gorilla at the beginning of the movie? (laughs) Who was more developed as a character than... come on. It's the most important part. The King Kong that jumped off the building. The King Kong. The King Kong. Um, The girl. The love interest girl. She was just kind of there for me. She... Okay. She's kind of existed. I have major issue. Okay, not major. With... Her going, oh, you're, I'm hideous. You're not going to like me. <laughs> yeah, this is not what the real world is. And then she's just hot with like a birthmark. I would have loved it if it was like, like they said, like a 400 pound dude. Like that would have been like the best thing ever. Yeah. And then they're just like friends. So whatever. I know it's in the book and I know that they're pretty true to the book and some stuff. So I'm, I went in blind. I haven't read the book or anything, but you ne- neither have you. No. No. Nah, so I... But the book shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I thought that was kind of just like boring and coincidental. And there's lots of weirdly coincidental stuff in this movie. Yeah, the entire movie was like, well, that, I don't know. Why does that need to happen? That wouldn't make, that wouldn't happen in real life. Like, <laughs> like her, her escape in the like pod thing is like yeah. from the inside. Or like they all like live in the same place. Sorry, I'm spoiling. Oh, uh, we're just so neighbors. Well, I think, I feel like. Anybody that's listening to this either doesn't care to watch the movie or uh, just already watched it and wants to hear our very exciting commentary (laughs) on it. It's monumental. I mean, some people hated this movie. Yeah, I saw, I think it was like a tweet that you liked or something. This guy, yeah, he just ripped it apart and was like, well, I... I guess I kind of enjoyed it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I usually agree with him, but that was like a little extreme. He was like, this is the worst thing 
I've ever seen in my this life. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. This is like the Lego movie, but worse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, kind of. But also, this movie is pretty much that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was He's like, right, chosen one so finds the key, or figures out the riddle. Right. And there's a bunch of other things from different pop culture references. That's true. It is the kind of Kind of the same movie, but... It's like the Lego movie parodied it before it even came out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but by the way, the first key has <laughs> been like five years and no one knew. No one just went backwards no for the hell of it. Tried. Out of the thousands of people trying to. For real. So that was a little goofy. But yeah. you know, if I could pick out little things like that one this entire time. One thing that I was reading about, just kind of like looking through other people's thoughts on this film, um, was just the lack of like time. And like you'd like. She said, he, the lead says, I love you to the lady oh, yeah. on the very first date. And there's no sense of like, like time structure. And it feels like it takes place in a matter of like a day. Yeah, for real. This entire revolution of people. And what I've heard in the, like, is that the book does a lot better of um, creating that sense of time. And it, you know, it takes place over mm. a longer amount of time. And I don't know. I think that's just something that's like difficult to develop in the movie in the first place. Yeah, but it's hard like... to cram everything in, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I think that Spielberg did a lot more good with the book than bad. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So that's great. Actually, I don't know if he's the one that wrote the screenplay, but anyway, um, something else about this movie was, and this might have been due to the book as well, since it's first person, is very like tell not show. So it kind of just like told you everything, and then yeah. it was like, oh, okay, I know this now. This is the Oasis. <laughs> this is the Oasis. And, uh, yep, that's, uh, that's She it. has a birthmark. <laughs> they don't even show it. Um, so the screenplay was written by the guy that actually wrote the book, or oh, it was okay. partially written. Got it. So, can't be like, oh, Steven Spielberg ruined that. God this guy also Spielberg. wrote the screenplay for the avengers the hulk and x-men so really just action adventure and that's all he's done <laughs> he's not bad yeah he's literally uh oh the karate kid 2 which is oh. being announced which isn't even out yet jaden smith yeah my favorite my favorite karate <laughs> kid out of all of them um he's written uh the avengers the incredible hulk x-men x-men the official video game adaption he wrote that um, so really just superhero movies. Sweet. Um, okay. Cool. Which makes sense, which gives a little perspective as to why this movie was so boring. <laughs> it was really long. I was long. just kind of waiting for the next scene. Oh, that was something I was going to talk about was the runtime. It was just so long, but for no reason. I felt like like the the third act of it specifically was just like, yeah. the, like the rebellion. And that lasts for like His 10 seconds. It was like... So, like, ten scenes happened in between his speech. (laughs) Yeah, and it was like they went from, I don't know, I felt like the whole thing, like, her being captured, I don't know if it's part of the book or not, but it was kind of just like, oh, she gets captured, she escapes. Uh, I found the scene really neat where they, like, caught the main bad guy in like a different part of the oasis and made him think that yeah, he was in reality. Was I really thought neat. I thought that, that was fun and it, th- it was probably the 
only part in the movie that kind of like threw me for a loop. I was like, oh, oh, that's weird. Oh, we're not actually. Yeah, the only confusing, unpredictable thing. Yeah, everything else was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't remember much. Except for the stuff that I had to be like, why? <laughs> That's memorable. Only the stuff I hated. I was <laughs> um, like, uh, the girl, and she's like, I'll hold them off. Uh, you, you'll thank me later. And then she just stands there for like two seconds and then gets captured. And you're like, oh. I guess I'll just hang out in here. Go through this little door. They definitely didn't go through this little door. Don't <laughs> look in that. Exactly. But for the most part, I thought it was a lot of fun. Honestly, I think this is the best Spielberg I've seen in like years. Well, new new Spielberg. Yeah, specifically like new like action adventure. I thought. I mean, he really nailed it on the. I mean, yeah, I think this is part that I edit out all of this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Spielberg always does a really good job of like kind of making you know, me as a person lost in his films and, sure. like, not necessarily checking the time. I mean, it was because I was going to be late for work. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, really, like, enjoying something and kind of getting lost in in the uh, in the film. Right. Um, and I feel like this one, while it had its problems, it really still did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's specifically, like, with his kind of sci-fi fantasy style of, you know, directing. Right. Um, which I think is it's very interesting to like see his contrast between you know this and the Goonies and Indiana Jones right. um, compared to like the Green Mile, Schindler's List, <laughs> The Post, my favorite children's movie. Lincoln, my favorite, you know, just kind of these very heavy, kind of dull sometimes dramas. Right, very so versatile. Well, and I just um, something kind of not really related, but I'm hopping onto this subject. Um, I thought it was really cool how, like, I think with movies like this, where there's, like, two very different, distinct worlds, like, mm-hmm. the real life and then the Oasis, once you like one, it the whole movie kind of screeches to a halt when you hit the other, but for some, like, somehow Spielberg kind of, like, I loved both, like, oh, yeah. I was super excited to see both, and... Mm-hmm. That was cool. Like every time he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna take off my goggles," I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna suck." And then it doesn't. It's like cool. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was really just like, I don't know. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> wish. I kind of wish I would have seen more of uh, the real world. Yeah. And it's interesting to me because that was like the entire kind of the the moral that they kind of slapped on at the end of it was like spend more time. That in the did real feel world, very slapped on, yeah. but the entire movie is set kind of in this <laughs> weird cartoon. Right, thing. you you had us all in the audience spend time not in the real world, and then you tell us, oh, like, gosh, so yeah. don't do that at the, the very end." The end was just kind of like, and we made it all better, and we said, "Don't enjoy." <laughs> don't do this it. tech on Tuesday and Thursday because <laughs> you need to spend time. Those are the Sabbaths. Um, <laughs> Which holiday. makes a lot of sense if you're like, have a life and you're rich sure. or whatever and you're sitting in your mansion with the love of your life cuddling on, an, <laughs> on, on a love seat thing. on your weird chair yeah, that's that oddly not built for two people. <laughs> um, but what about those people living in like 
the slum? Do they right. just have to like sit in their little trailer home right. for like two days? And just stare at nothing. I was just thinking about that today. I was like, oh crap, what if your life's like his life sucked and he was mm-hmm. like singing praises about like, oh, this helps me escape from my like but also, terrible home life. Tuesday, Thursday, I don't do that shit. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. You gotta spend some time outside. <laughs> Like what? Oh, okay. See ya. That that kind of moral flapped on at the end, and then the whole that they developed with like the last key of like it's not about winning, it's just about hanging out and playing the game. Yeah, yeah. But in reality, it's like this whole movie has been about winning the thing so far. (laughs) That's true. I don't know. I did like how the guy holiday was kind of like a god figure and so mm-hmm. they're kind of basing what they would do off of him but also it was kind of weird like that they know literally everything about his life yeah that felt invasive <laughs> yeah it was also i don't know just the entire premise of like all right i'm gonna give my shares of the company to somebody who likes me a lot <laughs> yeah, who figures sure. me out um i thought it was a i don't know just like a premise that I think why the book was so popular and why this movie is so popular is one, because of just the pop culture yeah. mess that it is. <laughs> um, Sorry. And, and also, like, just kind of a premise where they all live in a virtual world and there's a big guy that's trying to take over the virtual world. But wait, that movie's already been done before <laughs> and it's called Spy Kids 3D, folks. <laughs> All right, we'll compare the premise here. So the premise of Ready Player One, when the creative of a virtual reality world called the Oasis dies, he releases a video in which he challenges all Oasis users to find his egg, which will give the finder his fortune. And if we look at the at the uh, premise for Spike Kids 3D, Carmen's caught in a virtual reality game designed by the kid's new nemesis, the Toy Maker. It's up to Junie to save his sister and ultimately the world. And while I was watching this, the more and more I realized this is the same movie. It's this hero guy who doesn't have much, goes into virtual reality, trying to save a girl, trying to figure out, trying to win the game or whatever, to to beat the bad guy that's going to win the game. It should have been Ready Player One colon Game Over. Yeah. And I guess it wasn't 3D, huh? Oh, come on. But also, Spike Kids 3D is never going to be better than this movie. I love when 3D is part of the title. Gosh. Just to say that really that was That was that was the time, that man. Was the film that was the renaissance. Like, that was like 3D. I remember I went and saw that with my dad. Oh, hell yeah. And I was into it. Also, <laughs> plenty of weird pop culture cameos in Spike Kids 3D. Oh, is there? George Clooney's in it. Sylvester <laughs> Stallone's in it. Steve Buscemi is in that movie. Oh, is that the quote where he's like, God, <laughs> God abandoned us or something? Yeah, I think that's in the second one. Machete's okay. in it. Antonio Banderas. Plenty of stars. Dang. Uh, okay. Plenty of just A-list celebrities in okay. Spy Kids 3. So I know we're getting way off topic now, but <laughs> the guy okay. that made Spy Kids, he's making a new movie. Have you seen the trailers for it? It's about that girl with like the completely CGI face. Oh, <laughs> okay, no, never mind. We don't have to. <laughs> no, we have it. to now. <laughs> We have to. But anyway, Ready Player One. <laughs> no, we're going in. We're going deep. It's called like a Nika or something Robert like that. Robert Rodriguez. Which like, okay, the Spy Kids guy, didn't he also make like Sin City movies? 
Yeah, like, let's look. Guy. Let's get into Robert Rodriguez's filmography. What a freaking guy. Uh, he made Machete Kills in Space. That's my favorite movie. <laughs> um. Oh gosh, nothing. Spy Kids four, Spy Kids three, Machete. Um, from dusk till dawn. Are we just gonna Desperado? <laughs> Gosh, what a revolutionary. I didn't even know. <laughs> okay, maybe you didn't make Sin City. Maybe I'm just a fool. Maybe you just got duped. I did get duped. Sin City doesn't even Desperado, exist. 1995. He pretty much just directed Antonio Banderas movies. Yeah, just and his face. was kind of just like, hey, Antonio Banderas, you want to be in Spy Kids? <laughs> And he was like, yeah, man. It's like, yeah, let me just finish shooting like SpongeBob under the sea and I'll oh, be right over. Gosh. Shrek 2. Tony Banderas, where are you? What a career. Anyway, <laughs> final thoughts on Ready Player One. Do you have any? Um, very fun. Very good. Uh, enjoyed all of the fun goofs. Um, I would say maybe take your edgy fifth grade nephew yeah like fifth make sure grade to see it's the perfect age make sure to see it with your fifth grade nephew and you you have some fun 80s uh easter eggs some right. fun 80s culture to go oh look at that 80s thing wait a minute i know the 80s that was a time didn't gardens of the galaxy do this first i know i anyway. was i always wonder if like these like crazy like universe like futuristic movies just like all do 80s stuff because gardens of the galaxy made it cool and so that was kind of what was bugging me about this movie, but mm-hmm. apparently it was irrelevant. Sorry, apparently it was relevant, according to Ben. Another thing that I found so interesting is Steven Spielberg is such a pinnacle of like '80s culture, like sure, yeah. E.T. You mm-hmm. know, The Goonies, Indiana Jones, but you didn't see any of that. I mean, I guess I don't know. It's kind of yeah. this weird like conflict of interest thing, probably. Didn't want to toot his own horn. He probably didn't want to be like look at all of these very cool things but at the same time like you think 80s sci-fi and you think spielberg yeah like exactly. he's like a, that's true so it's interesting to me that really wasn't <laughs> much of that in there yeah. but you know it is what it is i'm not too upset about it maybe he just wanted to go back to his glory days yeah i i feel like i mean especially since that film was uh especially like with like the sequence of like you know like the shining and i feel like it was just kind of like I feel like Steven Spielberg had a lot of fun directing this movie. I yeah. Think he, I think that's kind of my biggest takeaway is like... It felt fun. It, it didn't, was... I, I expected it to feel corporate and it didn't. So that was really a nice surprise. Yeah. The first opening scene when they take you into the Oasis and there's like that Minecraft theme part of the world. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh boy, here we go. I forgot about We're that. going on a ride. <laughs> through minecraft (laughs) land and like that first bit i was like oh no this is just gonna be corporate product placement the whole movie and it kind of it could have been in a way but at the same time it was it was it It was well done like the characters and the environments that they were kind of like referencing or throwing in there were like beloved you know you could tell that they like cared about them Mm -hmm. that was cool so i mean i'm sure i've missed like a ton i wasn't like keeping my eyes peeled for like every reference in these like sea of characters yeah um but it was just really it was fun to see i expected it to be annoying like oh you remember this that's all (laughs) that's that's the whole whole thing yeah Yeah. but i didn't really feel like that except for the shining part sorry i know you loved it but (laughs) i just loved it from like a technical perspective like because like 
it looks like the overlook. Yeah. And it was just like when I first saw like, you know, oh, the shining and they like they pop up at the theater and I expected them to be like going to like a playing of the right, shining that's yeah. immersive. But then this moment they'd like step in and it like the music's playing. That was cool. And it was kind of a fun bit. The one guy who hadn't seen the shining who was walking <laughs> around and like you know, he sees the girls and he's like, Hey help and I, I think the only moment in that that I was like, ah, yeah, was when, like, he's, like, hitting the elevator, and they're like, no, don't do that! Yeah, and the blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some that. parts in that, like, sequence that I was like, this is kind of scary. Yeah, I got scared. I got scared by I the crazy lady. Spooked. That didn't I mean, just like in the original, original, original Shining, why she didn't have a knife and try to kill him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she was just creepy. So, that was a little spooky, I agree. Yeah, and then, like, yeah, it was just... It was kind of a weird movie, kind of different. I'll yeah. definitely, I, I kind of want to watch it again, like mm-hmm. not in theaters or anything, but just to see like all the weird little stuff that I missed. Because sure. I feel like there was, the entire movie was like ah pop culture, ah, <laughs> uh, you know, and I think there was probably a lot put into it, a lot of little like secrets and little things that are in the background that you don't notice. Yeah. Um. That. It sucks when there's a movie made that kind of like almost requires multiple viewings to just appreciate it, mm-hmm. but then the runtime kind of keeps you from doing oh, it. so long. I know. That's the only... I'm just like, oh my god. Why is this two, and, two and a half hours? Yeah. I got out of the theater last night at like one. Oh <laughs> it was so bad. But anyway, I think all in all it was a pretty good movie. Yeah. I, I had fun watching it, so mm-hmm. and I didn't expect to, so that's something really nice. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, well, go see that, it. <laughs> yeah, go see it. It's fun. Again, take your nephew who's in the fifth grade and really mm-hmm. enjoys Minecraft. Yeah. He'll get a kick out of it. If he has, like, his bangs covering one side of his face, that's a plus, just because that seems like the target. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then the dads that are taking him to that movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that about does it. Um, thank you for listening to the Every Weekend Movie Podcast. You can find all of our written reviews on our website, everyweekendmovie.com. Um, again, my name is Ben Harris. I'm Kath Foltz. Kath Foltz. And uh, check us out on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We have Instagram. Yeah, we post. Uh, sometimes, all the, all the time, every day. <laughs> um, but we'll be back next week with something. <laughs> um, it, we're just kind of, you know, doing this thing, enjoying it, but not really knowing what we're doing at all. Yeah. So uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good time. Go see a movie with your friend's family, your uh, fifth grade nephew. See you soon. Bye.